I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Patreon. Hi, subscribers. Hello. I'm so glad you came back for me. I mean, me and Haley. Yes. Hello. <clears throat> oh, well, it's been a, um, been a week. I have so many damn canker sores on my tongue, I can barely speak. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I bet it's stress. I bet it is stress. I've yeah. had a lot of stress lately. Of stress. That could be it. Yeah. If you know how to get rid of them, let us know, yeah, please. Yeah, you know, like, I've been, like, um, rinsing with... Um, Salt water? No, actually, uh, what's that stuff you could use to, like, dye your hair? Bleach? <laughs> no! No, 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 no. Um, peroxide? Peroxide, oh. yeah. I've been rinsing with peroxide, and that'll help for a little while. Like, it'll take some of the pain away. It's sort of that antiseptic... Um, but then it just comes back. So, yeah, yeah it's just super painful. So salt if water. you guys know how to get rid of it, water. Salt water. Oh, I'll try it. Try salt water. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's the worst. It hurts. The so worst. Anyway. All right. Good times. <laughs> well, what you got for me? So we rest are, my tongue. since it's, you know, um, October, Ooh. it's spooky times. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. Which are pretty cool. They're so um, cool. This is going to be pretty, like, brief history. Oh. That's, because it's just... It's we're kinda, pretty in-depth. So, yeah, we're kind of yeah. just hitting the highlights Do here. It. Um, because I could go on for hours about this. And there's so many, like, cool things you can watch or read or, you know, whatever. But I just wanted <laughs> or to, whatever. you know, just kind of get into it. Do it. All right. Ready. So Salem Witch Trials, they occurred in Colonial, Massachusetts between 1692 and 1693. Um, during this time, there were more than 200 people accused of witchcraft or the devil's magic. You so would be. <laughs> um, oh, for sure. would have 100% <laughs> yeah. been an accused witch. Definitely. Um, around 20 people were executed. Jeez. Eventually... Um, Colony did admit that the trials were a mistake <laughs> and compensated to. the families of those convicted. Yeah, because that really brings their family back. It sure does. So they were like, you know what? We'll just shell out some cash for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so since, you know, this all happened in the 1600s um, and more common or in more, you know, recent years, it's been kind of this synonym of like witch trial with paranoia and injustice mm -hmm. in the world. Um, and it continues to influence our, you know, culture and our, you know, pop culture and all that. Absolutely. Today. Especially in regard to women. Yes. hundred percent. All right. So let's talk a little bit about early Salem. So many practicing Christians um, and those of other religions had this strong belief that the devil could give certain people known as witches the power to harm others in return for their loyalty. 
So if you pledged yourself to the devil, the devil would give you these powers. Haley, is that why I have these sores on my tongue? This is what you've done? Yes. Yes. Dost thou hate me? This <laughs> <laughs> is like, uh... No. Yes. No, never. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... A witchcraft craze, as it was called, rippled through um, Europe from the 1300s all the way to the end of the 1600s. There were tens of thousands of supposed witches, which, shocker, they were mostly women, um, (laughs) were executed throughout this time in Europe. And the Salem trials came on just as the European craze was kind of winding down. So it was trendy in Europe, right? And now it's come over here to the United right. States, and it's kind of escalating yeah. as as it tends to it tends to do. Um, but there, Salem had kind of its own local issues that it was dealing with that kind of sparked this witchcraft oh, yep. craze. Um, let's see here. My notes disappeared. Please hold. There they are. Here we go. All right, Patreon. You're with us now. All right, we're in 1689. We've got some English rulers, William and Mary. They decide to start a war with France and the American colonies. This was known as King William's War. Now, it really messed up upstate New York, Nova Scotia, and Quebec. Hmm. And ended up sending refugees into the county of Essex, um, and specifically Salem Village in Massachusetts Bay Colony. So, Salem Village, is what they were calling Salem Village, is present-day Danvers, Massachusetts. Um, Colonial Salem Town. It's kind of a long name. Um, (laughs) And that's what kind of is left of the original Salem. So, if you're going to visit, you'll go to Danvers, Massachusetts, and visit Colonial We have plane tickets. I'm just waiting. I want to go. I want to go. Yep. Um, so these displaced people that were kind of refugees from the war created a strain on the resources in Salem, which it would. Oh, heck yeah. This really aggravated the existing rivalry between families with ties to the wealth of the port of Salem and those who still depended on agriculture. So you had kind of this rivalry between the townsfolk and the farmers, which... (laughs) Is still kind of a thing. Yeah, it was like, that's not an uncommon right, right. thing now. Um, there was also some controversy over a Reverend Samuel Paris, who became Salem Village's first ordained minister in 1689. Um, and he was pretty disliked um, because of his, quote, rigid ways and greedy nature, mm. which is never good for a minister. No. <laughs> The Puritan villagers believed um, all this, you know, fighting and controversy and everything was the work of the devil. See that? All right. Um, All right, moving on. January of 1692, Reverend Paris's daughter, Elizabeth, who was nine, and his niece, Abigail Williams, who was 11, started having fits. They screamed through things, uttered weird sounds, um, and kind of contorted themselves into strange positions. Sounds like a seizure. Right. It just, it was very odd. Um, a local doctor blamed the supernatural 
Because why not? You know what? He didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, he's like, and he's ghosts. like, well, it does be the ghost. It's the devil. It's the devil. The devil. Um, but we're also talking about Puritan society here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So another girl, Anne Putnam, she was 11, started experiencing some similar episodes. On February 29th, there was some pressure from magistrates Jonathan Corwin and John Hathorn and to kind of figure out, like, what the heck's going on? Like, who's the devil in this place? We gotta find the devil and rid the spirits. Because Puritans. Right. Um, the girls blamed three women for afflicting them. Um, these were Tichuba, um, the Paris's Caribbean slave, because it is the 1700s, 1700s, and that's a thing that happened. Um, Sarah Good, who was a homeless beggar, and Sarah Osborne, who was an elderly, impoverished woman. Of course. Poor of another race. You know, it's like easy to blame. Homeless. Like, yeah, we want these people out of our society. So So easy to blame. We blame them for. And these are also 11 and 9 year old girls. Right. Why are we trusting them? Exactly. Why are we even talking to them? Exactly. Jeez. All right. So all three of these women were brought before the local magistrates and interrogated for several days beginning on March 1st of 1692. Um, Osborne and Good, you know, claimed in innocence and were like, what are you, like, absolutely not, what are you talking about? Tichuba, however, confessed. Which, in my mind, I'm thinking Tichuba was kind of like, the hell you talking about? What, like, because what she says is kind of like, smartassy like I would. Oh, you'd die for sure. And I'd die immediately because yeah. they'd be like, well, you just confess. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is absolutely insane. Haley, get thee to the stocks. Yeah. So Tichipa said, quote, the devil came to me and bid me serve him. She described elaborate images of black dogs, red cats, yellow birds, and a, quote, black man who wanted her to sign his book. She admitted that she had signed the book and said there were several other witches looking to destroy these Puritans. Oh, my God. So she's like, I, to me, Tichuba's just like pulling out random things and is like, you're an idiot. Yep. You're crazy. Or maybe she did believe in, in like some like voodoo magic or maybe. something. But, but also like thinking... I'm not cursing children. I also want to throw out that chances are they beat and starve these women, you know, into confessions oh, or whatever 100%. they want. You know, so you're hungry. You're going to say whatever, you know, right, pops in your head. Right. Um, all three of the women were put in jail. Of course they were. So this kind of planted that seed of paranoia. There were more out there. And the, there's a stream of accusations that kind of came out of this. So now everybody's telling everybody that so-and-so is a witch and all this nuts. Uh, charges against Martha Corey, who was a loyal member of the church in Salem Village, um, greatly concerned the community. You know, she's this well-to-do, churchy woman, and she's been accused of being a witch. Wow. So now the community's like, oh my god, if she could be a witch, anybody anybody could be a witch. Yeah. Um, Magistrates even questioned Sarah Good's four-year-old daughter, Dorothy, and her, like, scared answers of, like, why are you talking to me, um, were construed as a confession. 
Four. Four years old, yes. Yes. Jeez. Questioning got more serious and intense in April of that year when Deputy Governor Thomas Danforth um, and his assistants began attending the hearings. Dozens of people from Salem and other Massachusetts villages were brought in for questioning. On May 27, 1962, Governor William Phipps ordered an establishment of a special court of oyer and terminer, which means oyer means to hear and terminer means to decide. Gotcha. So, to hear and decide is what we're doing. Gotcha. Um, and that was for Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex counties, which Salem's a part of. Gotcha. One of those. Um, the first case brought to this special, you know, to hear and decide court was Bridget Bishop. Um, she was an older woman who was known for her gossipy habits and promiscuity. Oh my god, it was you! <laughs> it's me! <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I love her, though. Um, she sounds like a great lady. She, she does. She's amazing. Um, when asked if she committed witchcraft, Bishop responded, I am as innocent as the child unborn. Which is kind Pablo of like, Rosa. Uh, yes. Um... This was apparently not convincing enough, and she was found guilty. <laughs> and on June 10th, she became the first person hanged wow. for witchcraft. On what was called, uh, later would be called Gallows Hill, which is like, ew. Get you to the gallows! And she's just like a badass lady. I hate that. I do too. I hate that. It's just really a bummer. Yeah. Um, five days later, the respected minister, Cotton Martha, wrote a letter to the court not to allow um, any spectral evidence, which is testimony about dreams and visions. Mm. So he's like, you know, you can't be putting that into... Because it could be heavenly. Right. You know. You it can't it, be... A positive deity. <laughs> right, right. Um, the court, you know... Pretty much ignored that request. Um, and five p people were sentenced and hanged in July. Um, five more in August and eight in September. On October 3rd, um, following in his son's footsteps, Increase Mather, which was kind of a terrifying name. Um, he was then the president of Harvard, denounced the use of the spectral evidence as well, saying like, you know... You can't be using this kind of evidence of like, oh, they said in a dream that so-and-so was a witch and yeah. whatever. Like, that's not really a thing. Um, <laughs> I said it was better than ten suspected wishes, witches should escape than one innocent person be condemned. So he's like, not saying there's not witches, but like, if you convict us one innocent person, then that's a bad should time. shouldn't just be some arbitrary stuff right, going right. on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Governor Phipps, in response to Mather's pleas and his own wife being questioned in witchcraft, uh, prohibited further arrests, released <laughs> many accused witches, and dissolved the court <laughs> on October 29th. Wow. So, I mean, anybody else, sure. But you go after my wife, I'll all dissolve. Bad. It's fine. Done. It's fine. Over. Like, that's all. Isn't that, like, really, that's all we had to do from the get-go? It really is, yeah. Yes. That's all we had to do. Um, Phipps replaced it with a superior court of judicature. I don't really know what that is. Um, this disallowed the spectral evidence 
And it actually only ended up condemning three out of 56 defendants. Well, good. But still, why? Right. Like, why were they decided that they were witches? Oh, Haley would hang. I'd hang. Even in this new court. I'd been one of the three. Yeah, she would have been. Um, Phipps eventually pardoned all those who were in prison on witchcraft charges by May of 1693. But, I mean, the damage had been done. Nineteen were hanged on Gallows Hill. Um, And a 71-year-old man was pressed to death with heavy stones. So I read more about this in another article. So he was called, he was a farmer. So he was part of that um, feud. Right. One of the, on the farmer side. Um, And he would not say anything. Like he wouldn't talk about anything. So one of the ways they used to try to make people talk was they would lay stones on their body and just put heavier and heavier ones on there until they finally would cave, like it was torture, and say what they needed to say. Well, he did not. And he just died. He just died. And people who knew him said that his death was like an act of, like his final act of rebellion. rebellion. And here's the thing. Exactly. You think you're going to get an answer. No, it's just stupid. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. It's like, what are you expecting to get out of that? The truth? No, you're going right. to get whatever and then, you're you know, going to get. Are you guys actually witches because you're doing some evil stuff? Right. I think you might be the witch. Not you. Them. Oh. But. Anyway, um, let's see. Several people died in jail, and there were nearly 200 people that had been accused of practicing witchcraft. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, Following these trials and executions, many that were involved, like Judge Samuel Seawall, publicly confessed error and guilt, which is, you know, all right. Mm -hmm. On January 14th, 1697, the general court ordered a day of fasting and soul searching. The tragedy in Salem. I mean, I really think that these folks who convicted them need to do a lot of soul searching. Yeah, but they decided, you know, one day we'll fast and we'll do some soul searching. Just the one day. That's all all we need. That's all we need. Um, In 1702, the court declared the trials as unlawful, which whoop-de-doo. Shocking. All right, cool. Um, In 1711, the colony passed a bill restoring the rights and good names of those accused. Good. Which is kind of, you know, it's not they a bad should. thing. They should do yeah. that. Um, and they granted 6,000 euros in restitution to their heirs. Wow. Yes. As they should. Which I think is probably a lot of money for It, it seems like then. a lot of money. Yeah. But. Um, however, it was not until 1957. Okay. Which is more than 250 years later. That Massachusetts formally apologized for the events of 1692. That's insane. It took them that long to be like, I mean, You know hey, what? We were wrong. This was a bad idea. We shouldn't have done that. Boy, talk about your pride. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. Huh. So there's been a lot of things that have kind of come out of, like I said, in popular culture. Um Artists and scientists continue to be fascinated by the Salem Witch Trials, which I'm fascinated by the Salem Witch Trials. I think it's just kind of a crazy 
piece of our history that it's, I mean, what a social experiment. What a mind F. Right? I mean, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like there's no proof of anything actually going on. And it all started with these, I wonder if these children ever, like these 9 and 11 year old girls. Felt guilty or Ever anything. felt guilt. Yeah. Yeah, over this. Um, playwright author Arthur Miller, um, that's what the play The Crucible is about. Mm. The 1953 play The Crucible. Um, he uses the trial as an allegory for the McCarthyism paranoia yes. in the 1950s. I mean, I can see the parallel. Yeah. I mean, people like Lucille Ball, who was a comedian who was greatly loved, was accused of being a communist. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, there was a lot going around in that time period because it was the Cold War. Yeah. Everybody was terrified of that. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good parallel. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what, you know, he did there. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's how I did. Numerous hypotheses have been devised to explain the strange behavior that occurred in Salem. One of the most concrete studies was published in Science in 1976. Which I think Science is a it was it's italicized. I think it's a magazine. No. Oh. <laughs> um, we found out about it because we used Science, science. <laughs> um, and that was done in 1976 by psychologist Linda. Caporeal? Sure. Um, she blamed the abnormal habits of the accused on the fungus ergot, ergot, which can be found in rye, wheat, and other cereal grasses. Hmm. Which is also linked, I think, to the dancing plague in France. Okay. Which, if you haven't looked that one up, that one's fascinating, too. Um, but Toxologists, toxicologists, not toxologists, toxicologists say that eating the ergot-contaminated foods can lead to muscle spasms, vomiting, delusions, and hallucinations. Well, there you go. I mean, I feel like we have the answer. Right, like, that's it. And the doctor didn't, so he was just like, ah, oh, must be witchcraft. Must be witches. The devil. You better pray. Right. It's the devil. You're sick away. <laughs> also, this fungus thrives in warm and damp climates, which is um, pretty common in, in the swampy meadows in Salem Village. Yeah. Yay. Um, rye was also the staple grain during the spring and summer months. There you go. So that'll do it. That sounds smart. That'll I mean, that sounds like a good conclusion. Yeah. Jeez. In August of 1992, to mark the 300th anniversary of the trial... Noble Laureate Eli Wizzell, 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 which, I mean, we all know him, um, dedicated the Witch Trials Memorial in Salem. Wow. 300 years. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Also in Salem, the Peabody Essex Museum houses those original court documents, um, and it is the town's most visited attraction, and it attracts, um, I mean, thousands of people a year absolutely to to see about this kind of like crazy we can put it on the list yes i definitely want to go i hear it's great um near halloween also for some reason somebody said to go in march i think they do like a thing in march Hmm. up there i don't know maybe making that up um (laughs) but 
I always thought, I think I had gotten the Salem Witch Trials and the Witch Trials in Europe confused for years because I was always like, oh, they burned them at the stake and they, you know, did the, where you throw them in the water and say, oh, if they... If they sink. If they sink, then they're... A witch. If a they witch. float, they're not. Or, or if they float, they're a witch. They're a witch. If they sink, they're not. they're not. But wow, what a hard way to figure that out. Right, but then you drown and are dead either way. Pretty much. So, like if you sink, I mean, you're dead, and it's like, oh bummer. But if you float, they'll come and kill you anyway. So because yeah. then you're a witch. Because then you're a witch. Yeah. Right. And you're thinking uh, burning at the stake was, um, oh god, in France. Yeah. 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 That happened in France, and that was for the. Um, pagans mm-hmm. so which i mean kind of witchy right but yeah, nonetheless but yeah so that wasn't in salem but i kind of had all that like put together so i would have died yeah for sure oh 100 percent. how would you have made it yes okay but here's how by the grace of God. But no, I wouldn't have talked back like you. Mm-hmm. I would have just taken my lumps. I would have, you know, uh, been merciful, you know, and please, 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 God, be merciful on me. Please, please, you know, just all the things like, I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? Like I do in situations like that. And hopefully God would intercede and... But... I would come to your parents with lots of rye and lots of things to, you know, um, ease, their pain. ease their pain of your death. And I'm sure the money would help. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We could have a new Haley. At least they'd get some money out of it. That's <laughs> true. They could build a new farmhouse. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what they would do. No, I'd have been dead for sure. Oh, without a doubt. You're <laughs> sassy. Would have been dead. Um, but that's it. That's craziness. I love that story. I, I want to learn more about Salem. I want to go there. I want to experience it. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Okay. All right. Oh. Patreon <laughs> friends, we will, uh, see you next month. Um, this has been a fun one. I hope you have an excellent Halloween. I know. Um, it's the end of the month. Um, hope that... I don't know that you're, you know, you're doing all right. Maybe you're doing the mash. The monster mash. Yeah, it's a good time for it. It's a graveyard smash. It's going to be a wet winter, apparently. It's and cold. Have a lot of snow. Really cold. So In this area, so, you know, get ready for that. Get your snow boots ready. I hate plowing the damn driveway. I, I really hate doing it. I'm yeah. the whole process, but, but it's going to have to happen. Well, we wish you the best, and we will see you in November. Adios. Bye. Bye.